Hello. That's a, that's a good name. That's what I'm going to go. Yeah, Jimmy and the Neutrons. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It's uh, another another Wednesday. It's uh, it's Wednesday. It's beautiful. No, just kidding. It's not beautiful out. It was before the rain decided to go away, and now it's just too hot. Yeah, it's gross now. Yeah. So we're here to talk about new comics. I'm not going to try to tell you the day because I haven't been... Oh my God, it's September 11th. Yeah, dude. Never forget. Just kidding. I didn't forget. So it's 9-11, and we're here to talk about new comics. Yes. The only thing. Okay. Okay. George um, Bush hates black people. <laughs> I have so many stories about George Bush. Um, so this is Reaver. This is issue number three. Um, I'm still enjoying this, which was very surprising considering how hard the first issue was to get through. <laughs> just because of all the words. Yeah, yeah. I, there was just a lot of words. I mean, I, I still haven't read the second or third issue from you, so. They've been more fun. Like, there's yeah. just been a lot more going on. Um, and this issue, our team of merry bandits, I don't know what to call them. Um, hoodlums. Hoodlums, yes. They were all prisoners. They are freed, freed um, to go destroy the enemy's weapon, which is called the anvil. They're going to die either way, but at least this way get, they get, you know, to see outside and shit. So in this issue, they are in a town and they have to collect information from people, which requires them to go off on their own. And their little adventures are really funny. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. It's violent. Um, the weird... The art is so fucking good. I know. It's so good. Um, there's one guy in here who, if you have played... The first Dragon Age, uh, if you guys know who Zevran Ariani is, he's a crow. Um, this guy looks just like him, except it seems like he's trying to sleep with this little girl, and that's weird to me. So there's that. <laughs> Reaver, everyone. Sounds like an interesting, interesting book. It was a weird development. I wasn't expecting it. I'm trying to read Roach's comments, and I can't. I do. I have a lot of stories about George Bush. He was just repeating what I had said. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I have Pretty Deadly Rat. This is... I'm just screaming. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, this actually came out last week, but we did not get our issue, issues. 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 So I got to read it this week, and this is the third story arc of Pretty Deadly I am very excited for it to be back for so many reasons. It's just such a really great story in the way it flows. Um, Kelly Pseudoconic's uh, author's notes kind of fill out what is going to happen with the series and the story arcs and how they're going to flow and basically all of that information. Um, if you're interested, Pretty Deadly kind of follows death. And the people it chooses and how it affects everything around it. And just uh, the first, I'll actually just kind of go through it really fast. Sorry, everybody. The first volume deals with um, the West, Western Amer American West and uh, Sarah Fields and all of her family and everything that's happening with her. Uh, the second issue deals with uh, World War One, and it's called Why Luck. So it's all about like this kid being lucky and kind of avoiding death for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then this is uh, all about the 1930s. And they're all kind of written in different styles. So the first one's kind of written like a Western comic. The second one's ri written like a war comic. And this one's kind of written like a noir. Okay. Noir. 
nor. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I really like the idea. I like the way it flows. Um, you have the this bunny and um, this butterfly, and the bunny is telling, or rabbit, and it's telling the story to the butterfly of all of these people. It's it's very hard for me to explain, and I sound like I'm talking nonsense, but... it's uh, I read that it was very rooted in, like, mythology. Oh, yeah. Stuff, for, so. Oh, for sure. And it's just... It's not... Dense isn't the right word, but there's just like a power powerfulness to it, or at least a heaviness to it that I I super enjoy. Anyway, now do you have to read the other two volumes to understand what's going on, or should you just to get like the full I, idea of the story? I would say like I read this issue, and I don't. I have. I need to go back and reread the first two story arcs because it's been years. I would say about like two years, if not three years. Yeah. So. You know, I I can't fucking remember. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a stoner. Like, but you're. St- <laughs> I don't remember everything. Like I don't have an elephant brain. But I still was able to read it and kind of grasp what's going on. And this is really, I think, fairly self-explanatory because you. It starts out just like kind of all the other issues of or first issues of Pretty Deadly, where it's like the rabbit or bunny talking to the butterfly. And then it kind of deals with, like, death and what's going on. And then it flows into what's happening in this 1930s timeline. Okay. That seems interesting. Yeah. I, like I said, I suggest it. And I definitely suggest going back and reading at least the first two story arcs. At least to gauge, like, how how it's going to flow, possibly. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I didn't mean to talk this much today because my mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baby got her teeth pulled. My next issue of comics that I am reading. <laughs> I'm not on any drugs, I promise. Uh, this is Thumbs uh, Part 4. This is a five-part series. I forgot that there's actually stuff on the back I can read, so I'm going to read the back. <laughs> Last month in Thumbs, the leader of the power were revealed, detailing the loss of their children for which they blame both modern technology and morals. At the same time, their soldiers found themselves outrun by Thumbs, Mom, and Nia, Mom being a weird robot thing. And back in Power City, young love had just started to blossom for Tabitha, that's Thumbs' sister. When her world was ripped to shreds, she found out that her brother was still alive and he was coming for her. Like, that was in a very ominous way, coming for her as in, like, to kill her or just to, like, keep her safe? He wants to save her, but in her mindset, she's basically been brainwashed by the power to think that, like, well, first, that he was dead. Right. And secondly, that, um, well, they thought he was dead, too. He's a bad boy. But that he's bad. Okay. Because the whole idea of the power is that technology just caused such a terrible thing that, like, they have no technology now. Okay. And these people are trying to fight back against that. And I, I've really enjoyed where this, like, series has gone. This issue especially kind of deals with the idea of no matter what you're fighting for, you're kind of on the wrong side. Like, you're not basically thumbs at one point is like, Nia, is what you're doing any different than what they did to us in the day? Okay. And it's just like, well, I'm trying to get them out of this, and to do this, I have to... Right. It was an interesting narrative, and I really enjoyed it, so... I think it'd be something to pick up if you want. Thanks, Mike. I don't know what he said. He said, LOL, you two are great together. Funny banter. Barter. (laughs) I think it's banter. 
funny barter. It's a funny barter. We uh, need to get our eyes checked. Yeah. Um, We're trying to read stuff off a tiny phone. Can't do it. I don't do know it. if you guys know this. These glasses are just for show. They aren't real lenses, although I do need real lenses. I just, I just want the illusion of power. So uh, next, uh, we both have King Thor. King of Thor. King of Thor. This is the first issue of a, is it four-parter? I think it's four. I feel like you should know this more than me, but yes. Well, I keep getting it mixed up um, because I thought it was seven, and then I was like, why in the hell would there be a seven-part, like, conclusion series? But maybe I I just wanted it to be seven. I was like, I would read it. Oh, hell yeah, I would read it. Um, So this is the first issue of the conclusion of Jason Aaron's Thor story, and it, so far... Is very explosive. Yeah. Um, it kind of all boils down to the obvious, like, ultimate fight between Thor and Loki. And it is a, you know, a fight to the death. And Thor kind of has to deal with that yeah. because, you know, in the back of his mind the entire time he was always hoping that Loki would change. But eh, you know how my dude is. Um, but morally ambiguousness just sometimes eats away at you. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know, finally got to the point where he was just like, all right, let's, you know, if we're going to do it, you might as well just go all in. That doesn't help that he's like, you know, also imbibed with something right. real, real nasty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Loki's all fucked up in this series. Um, you also <laughs> get to hang with uh, Thor's granddaughters, who I love. Um, they, they're mentioned throughout, like, the newest Thor run. Um but I personally don't know if they had been mentioned like previously or if this is just something that, yeah. you know, I don't Jason, know. I don't see. I don't know. Ah! Ah! Phone fell. Sorry. We got really excited. Oh, I broke it again and again and again. Oh, uh, uh, do it. You know what? what? This, this is, is good. I'll just get a little co- cozier. Okay. So, yeah, this is um, I think it's four parters and (laughs) they're I think it's four you you can do it four four um and then Jason Aaron is done writing Thor um so yeah I'm not happy with it I don't know if anyone else is or I, I'm not happy with it, but I I'll go back and reread all of all of Thor now. That I'll oh yeah, I'll should. be like I know the ending, so now let me yeah. hit the beginning. Fucking seven years worth of Thor comics. Um, but also the uh, Asad Ribic does the art for this, and it is incredible. I love it so much. Oh yeah, the art is so fucking baller, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, King Thor. Um, if you like Thor, if you have been reading Thor, um, War of the Realms, you know, anything. I think, yeah, War of the Realms really got me stoked to read this for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to see what happens. I Hell need yeah. to see how this all ends. I didn't see how it began, but um, I saw the very end of it. Which was just wild, right? Yeah, it was wild so enough, and I love this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say pick this up since it is going to be a, a four to seven part series. I'll look it up and figure it out. And you don't have to be really familiar with any Thor beforehand. You can kind of just go in as long as you have, like, this vague idea of what's going on in the uh, Marvel Universe at the moment. Mm -hmm. You got it. Christopher. He's stuck in it. Our friend is stuck in an elevator at work. Oh, my God. 
Elevators. I hate elevators. So that's one of my biggest fears. That's one of my biggest fears, sucks, too. Sucks to be you. I'm sorry, friend. Not even being stuck in an elevator, just an elevator. Like, I don't like elevators. Oh, no, they're gross and tiny. And- yeah. When I, when I worked at the hotel and I was doing um, room service one time, I had to go up to, like, the 18th floor to deliver some. And I took the elevator up there, but because, like, the employee elevators or whatever, they're so fucking old and terrifying, they, like, shake. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, holding my the food tray just, like, shaking because I was terrified because it's, like, the feeling where at any moment it could just, like, well, you're falling now. So I delivered the food and then ran all the way down the <laughs> stairs because I refused to take that elevator again. Took five minutes to run down 18 flights of stairs. That sounds like a good time, but... I don't, I, I don't know anything about exercise. I was covered in sweat. I missed three fucking calls. <laughs> but you did it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Okay. My so, turn? Yeah. So now back to comics. Yeah, back to comics. Sorry. I just needed you to get a glimpse in my life. Um, this is Midnight Sky. This is a Scout comic, which I have actually never read before. Um, this is a first issue. I don't know if it's going to be like an ongoing or if it's limited, um, but it's just... Uh, It's like a post-apocalyptic comic, but instead of, like, natural disasters or, like, zombies, it's aliens, which I thought was a really fucking cool approach, especially because the woman who is the main character in the story, um, it shows, like, what she was doing when everything just kind of started happening and how her family is involved. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. I, I like the main character a lot because she's Ecuadorian and... She always, like, switches back and forth between, you know, like, English and her native language. Um, it's, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. I only got the first issue just because I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. Oh, because, yeah. yeah, the solicit did not say much about it. It was just something is happening in this town. And I was like, what's happening in the town? <laughs> so I got it. But I actually really enjoyed this. Um yeah, Midnight Sky. And that is something I always suggest is, like, to people, especially when they're, like, weary, is just to order the first issue. Yeah. Because you never know. That's what I've been doing for a lot of things. And, like, I I must have good taste um, because I have not had many bad first issues. So I've only had a few lately. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's to be expected. I mean, we're really good at comics. <laughs> like, the best. Yeah. We've got A pluses in comics, and I'm proud of us. So with that... I have a Chomp Dadarsky book. Chomp Dadarsky. It's Daredevil, issue 11. It's a start of a new story arc, and it's, you know, the beginnings of, you get Electra in here. Ooh. And she's got some flowy, flowy hair. I love it so much. I need the flowy hair. Flowy hair. Oh, Damn, that's flowy hair. She looks so good. Yeah, just a just a hot ninja babe. That pose, ooh, yeah. That I loved. I love this whole scene. But elect, Matt meets up with Electra or Electra vice versa on the police roof after he saves Detective Cole from his Rust. Rust Cole from <laughs> True Detective. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. That is actually a character in Daredevil now, but. He saved him for all these cops, and Electra is just like, I need to like I need to reteach you how to do stuff because you've just not been doing anything, and now you want to save people again, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. She like slides into the panel like, <laughs> yeah. I need to teach you again. And then Ooh. jumps off a roof. 
I'd be a, a lecture. Let me just hop on your back. <laughs> take me everywhere. Yeah, but Matt Murdock is a fucking fool. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be real. And he can't see her entrance, so that's shame on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed uh, if I missed her entrance. That's just beautiful in itself. Uh, now I've forgotten everything that else that happens in that issue of Daredevil. Uh, some Kingpin stuff happens at the very end. Where Kingpin has kidnapped Owlsley to be like, get on this plane and get the fuck out of here. You're breaking the rules. You can't break the rules. And Owlsley's like, fuck you, dude. And breaks out and like flies away. I. <laughs> Owlsley? Owlsley. Yes, Owlsley. He flew away. Yeah, it's like, he's all tied up. He's, he's like, like, you gotta go, dude. And he's like, no. <laughs> Straight no. No. And then smack like and then yeah that that dude just flew away <laughs> wow interesting so that happens and then spider-man has a whole uh dialogue with detective cole i hope that's his name now i'm gonna just that keep- would be a very interesting conversation i would love to just be a fly on the wall for that or is it north now I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's name? Have I been saying Cole and it's actually something else? Who knows? Who knows what this guy's name? Guys, we've been learning a lot of things today. It's that we don't remember names. Yeah, we're awful at it. Anyway, has a conversation with him about how, like, vigilantes and people like that have more more, more weight, I guess, on their backs than police. Yeah, they're heavy. And, and that's that. I really enjoyed that, like, the Spider-Man dynamic in this. I really wish... I really wish I had picked up all of Peter Parker's Spider-Man by, by Chip, but I, I failed. Yeah. You can still get it. I, I could go back and get it, but I'm reading too much. Mm-hmm. So, now back. <laughs> now back to the thing. I have Silver, Silver Surfer. Sl- Silver Surfer Black. This is issue number four. This is almost to the end. And in this issue, Silver Surfer has a weird conversation with Galactus before he becomes Galactus. Oh, can I see? Yeah. I just really enjoy the art for this. Yeah, the art is still very, very good. And, you know, Silver Surfer is trying to figure out how to defeat Null and everything that's happening. And he thinks the way to do so is to destroy Galactus before Galactus is born. But that isn't quite the right thing to do. So he has a conversation with Galactus and figures out the next steps, and then we find out what happens next, next issue. Damn. Yeah, dude. It's just so good. This reminds me of, like, when I and was little. And that's Galan Galactus yeah, before like he's him. Galactus. When I was little and I would eat too many, like, pixie sticks and then, like, go to sleep, the kind of dreams that I would have, this is what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. My pixie stick dreams. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what it would be. And it would always be me, like, walking through flowers and then the flowers, like, being edible, but also being sugar. So. That's a interesting, I think, in a good way to describe I just, that art, actually. Yeah. So, next? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, we have Loki. This is issue number three. This boy is ongoing. Um, this... I don't know. I really enjoy this series. Oh, I, I love the shit out of it. Yeah. It's one of those things where I picked up the first issue kind of just because of you, and I was like, all right, well, let's do this kind of 
almost not wanting to. Yeah, like kind of begrudgingly, like, yeah, all right. I'm going to do it, though, because yeah. I'm like, I want to know this character more, because I should. And then I fucking love it. It's yeah. so, it's cute in a weird way. I love how Kibble Smith writes him. You know, I'm very picky with the way that people write him. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really, really good job of capturing how big of a fucking nerd he is. Splendiferous. Yeah, that was He good. says splendiferous. And, like, it would be totally out of character, but it's not. No. Which is really weird in itself. But anyway, um, so Loki enters the Hall of... Knowing? The, the Hall of Knowing? Yeah. I was like... Is that what it's called? I just know it's the Omnipotence something. Yeah. Um, Omnipotence City. Yeah, the Halls of All-Knowing. Um, and speaks to the Children of Eternity, and they explain to him that they can pretty much make him a hero. Like, all the stories that will be told about him will be him as a hero. But, of course, you know, there are sacrifices and stuff that he has to make. But while this is going on, um, it references something that had happened in the previous issue with uh, Nightmare and how he pretty much erased this human from another human's world, but while she still has the memories of it. So the stories are kind of like tying into each other and Loki even mentions that how you know this is going to become important at some point I just don't know when yeah um but yeah it's him trying to decide whether or not he wants stories to be told about him as like a hero and then what he has to sign away and of course he's like all right let's fucking do it which you know it's just such a bad idea yeah because obviously those those children yeah. Are up to no good. Hell yeah. If I saw children that looked like that, I'm suspicious of children anyway. But if I saw them with like starry eyes and blue sparkling skin, I'd be like, mm, no, this isn't for me. Maybe I shouldn't sign this contract yeah. to have my, my body just. Do what you want with my story. Just make me sound cool. <laughs> no. No. When they refer to themselves as children of eternity, no. You get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But. This is something I definitely would suggest for anyone. Oh, yeah. Honestly. It's, yeah, it's so much fun. And there is there is a lot of, like, depth to it, too, just because of all, like, the intricacies and the story web weaving. and Yeah. I really like that, like, where it left off in the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmare's a dick, by yeah. the way. A very big dick. Yeah. But, yeah, I have a friend who usually doesn't read any, any Marvel books, and he's been picking that one up willy-nilly, and... He said the same thing today. It was just like, I just, I really, he's like, I surprisingly like it. So. Yeah. I was very pleased um, that it was as, is as good as it is because the only reason I had added it was because it was Loki. Yeah. And I would have kept writing had it been bad, but I would have been like really bitter about it. Well, and I, from that start off in that War of the Realms Omega, I was like, all right, this is, this could be really great. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely really good. Worth, worth it, worth it, worth it. Yeah, I think, I don't know, that he just captures how bored he gets so good, and that's why he's such a little shit. Kind of like a petulant child yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, he's stagnant for too long, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go push a cup of water off a table. <laughs> like a cat. Uh, all right, dude, your okay. turn. So I have Isola. This is number nine. Um, this is one of my favorite stories, uh, this one is kind of, it almost feels like a filler, but it's not boring, if that makes sense. Like, nothing really 
happens that I was expecting. So basically, Olwen, who is the the queen turned tiger, and Rook, who is her guard, um, they are trying to get to Isola, which is the land where Olwen will be able to turn back into a human and become the queen again and do what she needs to fucking do, but they keep running into, like, all these obstacles, and right now they are stuck. Not necessarily stuck. I don't think they realize that, you know, they're stuck with this woman who is essentially just, like, a witch and she keeps making uh, Rook sick to, like, keep her there because I think she's just lonely. But Olwen, because she's a fucking tiger, isn't allowed in the house, and she's discovering, like, all these things that the witch is actually doing, like fucking kidnapping Uh. children and, like, turning them into chickens and, like, eating them and shit. So Sounds like some witch shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, But, yeah, so Olwen kind of goes on... Not necessarily her own quest, but she, like, frees the chicken children, and um, she discovers that, like, the further away she is, <laughs> the further away she is from, like, um, the magic, the less of a hold it has on her. So, like, the source of her magic. So, like, the kids, because they're far away from that, that witch now, like, they turn back into kids. Okay. So she thinks that, like... If she does that, like, to herself, if she gets far enough away from it, she'll be able to turn back into a human without the help of, like, other magic. All right. Interesting. So, yeah. And, yeah, Rook is starting to come around, but Olwen's already gone, and her and Olwen are in love, so it makes her really sad that Olwen left without her. No. Yeah, it's really good. Like, I still really, really love it. The art is so good. It's just a beautiful little story, and I never want it to end. Hopefully it doesn't. I I feel like it is coming to an end. Like, it feels like there's going to be a conclusion, but I don't know if it would just be, like, the story arc or mm-hmm. the end of the story. I just don't see why they would continue a story after Olwen has turned back into a human. Okay. Um, I, of course, would be okay with it, but I just, I feel like that would be a good kind of ending is, you know. It's I don't know what, how they would continue with the same kind of magic. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's fair. I'm ready. I have Gagor, Gogor, whatever you want to do. Gagor. Gagor! Issue number five. Is this this, a six-parter? This is my sad, sad news about this book. It was supposed to be a ten-issue story arc. Okay. And this is actually the last issue. What? Yeah. Like um, they did with Fair Lady? Basically, but I mean, at least with Fair Lady, I think, I don't think it, I'm not sure. I'm sure he wrote more, more issues, but yeah, kind of the same deal. Uh, So this doesn't actually have any sort of conclusion. You kind of, guess, make your own conclusion if you'd like. It, It really sucks because it ends, like, the whole idea has been this kid trying to, like, save where he's from and running into Gagor and like doing all, find, like trying to get the pieces to the puzzle to help save his people, mm-hmm. and he seemingly has those people or those pieces, and then the issue ends with them flying off onto a quest. I kind of like that though. Yeah, like I, that open endedness. I suppose in like the long run, but. I really wish I could have yeah. at least had the ending. And the author does, like, a nice little, like, outro about, yeah, how this was 
supposed to be the end of the arc and how it ended up getting canceled just because of numbers and mm-hmm. stuff. And just, like, about how comics, you know, are becoming such a thing where people, you know, don't read them as much or there's a lot of, like, drama or, like, the internet has kind of skewed people towards movies and, like, more entertainment, like, focused entertainment like that and less of entertainment like this. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, like, we always say at the end of uh, our podcast, just, like, shop at your local shop. <laughs> like, support floppies, support comics, like, pre-order books, do what you can to keep books alive. Because we have to. We have to. <laughs> I what the fuck else are we going to talk about? I can't imagine living in a world where books aren't a thing. Yeah, and, you know, books and comic books are different, but for sure, like... I mean, like, you know, just having that material. Phys- yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, having physical things. and Plus, my- like, if you like what someone is doing, why wouldn't you want to just continue to support them in any way that you can? <laughs> and well, and just like anything, you know, money. 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 But just if you really like a book and you want to see it keep going, do what you can. Pick up the book. Grab it on the day of release talk to your friends about it see if they'll pick it up start a podcast start talking about comics yeah try to get more people interested because books are cool because books are cool but that's all i have to say about that book really um it's a really great like fantasy story i think it's really approachable if you have any like tweens or like younger children i think that's like this book would be a lot of fun for them ouch that's what i'm gonna say so maybe i can get a second story arc and an ending (laughs) Uh, so we have invaders. Um, this is bananas. This is our double dip week. Yeah, we got double dip. And yeah, this issue is bananas. This sexy, sexy Namor cover, first of all, is just so hot. I can't handle it. And not just because there's fire in the background, but it's just sexy as hell. And a lot of fucking shit happens. I love him. I don't know if you guys know this. I love Namor. He, like, it's hard to describe this issue without ruining any aspect of this issue, but I love this old man comic. Yeah, it's uh, very wordy, very political, very boring, and I fucking love it. Every issue just builds and builds and builds, and this issue kind of comes to that, like, explosion point where you've learned last issue that... Xavier basically put Namor's old friend into his mind to help him work through trauma and everything that's going on. And basically this friend became something more and invaded Namor's mind to the point of madness. Yeah, it is really fucking with his, uh, what am I trying to think of? His plans. Yeah. That's not the word I was looking for, but. It, I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's really messing with his perception. No. His perception uh, of what's, like, real and what's not. And I think it's very interesting to see this seaman fighting internally with himself. Yeah, and that's, you know, basically what we've been reading the whole entire time. Until we get to this point, you don't really... Like, I guess last issue is when you realize it. But this issue just pushes it beyond that and... Captain America and Bucky have to figure out what they can do to 
successfully fight Namor, who they aren't actually really fighting necessarily. Yeah, they because you know he's their friend. They have like a history, and above anything else, they want to save him. They don't want to like have to kill him. But it's getting to the point where Namor is just like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do what I want to do. I got this sick serpent helmet. This is what I'm gonna do all the time. <laughs> it's a crown." It's like, it's a helmet. It's his little Medusa hair. <laughs> it's his Medusa wig. Yeah. Just slicks it back. Yeah. I like to put this on and turn him into stone. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, it's kind of getting to the point where they just don't really have anything else that they can do to try to like talk him out of it or try to help him uh, because he refuses to listen because he can't. Yeah. It's, it's just impossible for him. Um, but yes, this cover is really good. I want you guys to look at that. See that? I'm really super excited to see where this goes. Yes. And it's like, it's near the end of the story arc, right? I, or like at least in the middle. Yeah, I don't, what are we on? Nine. Part three? Yeah. So I assume four or five parts? Yeah. So yeah, that would be near the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really good though. Um I feel like I know I saw a solicitation for eleven, but I can't remember what it said. I do remember seeing it in that book right there. <laughs> that preview's right over there. Yeah. But I, I'm sure it's over in like the Marvel's preview that's on my couch. Yeah. Yep, you're right. I was <laughs> wrong, guys. Okay, so I have so many Marvel books this week. Um I have Age of Conan Valeria. Same though. Um <laughs> This is issue number two. Um, I like this. I don't like it as much as I like the Bellette story, and I think it might have just been because Bellette was goth and <laughs> Valeria isn't. But, okay, so it's basically her using all of the techniques and stuff she used as she was growing up to, like, fight. And um, I don't know who just texted me. Um yeah, she's trying to find the man who killed her brother, who also is the one who taught her how to fight. So, it's a, a very interesting thing, I guess. It's very, uh, very. I, guess. I mean, I don't know how to explain it because it's just it's very gratuitous, like with violence. Um, I feel like a lot is happening, but like there's no actual like story. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome seeing this girl fucking kill men with swords in, like, a really cool way. But, I don't know. I think it's only going to be four issues, so it's not like I'm missing out on anything if I, like, cancel it. It's not like I'm losing anything if I keep it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So many books like that in my world. And I do want to see if she ends up killing him or if she was wrong about it being him and maybe he was framed. That's why I still have thumbs. Yeah, you got to see. I want to see where it goes now. I read those first two issues, and now I'm like, well... Fuck, I wanna yeah. I just wanna know that little bit. Like now I need to know how it ends. Yeah, this is interesting. I need to know this. So yes, now I get it. So now I have Batman. This is issue number seventy-eight. This is the issue where Batman is just Burt Reynolds on a beach. I'm I'm not lying. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. So this issue just follows uh, Batman and Catwoman as they're trying to retrain Batman after kind of being down and trying to, you know, go into Gotham and try to fuck up Bane. Does he know about everything that happened in the previous issue? I don't know. 
Because that's an interesting way to deal with it. Is that what the mustache is for? That's his way of coping this with This is grief. my pain. Yeah. Let me have this. Uh, no, I'm not 100% certain, to be honest. This kind of just seems like an issue, like a filler issue, honestly. Yeah. Just an issue where you kind of gauge, like, where Catwoman and Batman are within their relationship and kind of what comes next. And, and it's if, nearing the end of his run, right? Yeah, 85. Okay. So... Six more issues? Yeah. Seven more issues? So it's building up to Yeah, to ending. Batman and to his... Because what happens after 85 is we get uh, Batman Catwoman, which is a 12-issue run, which finishes out the entire Tom King Batman series, or story. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I am... I still really enjoy this. I mean, I spent so much time catching up and reading it, and I just... I do really like it, and I do enjoy like the dynamic between Batman and Catwoman it's just like some of these issues like this I can see why people don't like it just because it is a lot of just like back and forth between a a couple basically so and a couple that just recently ended their ended their engagement yeah which adds a different level to this because it's you know both of them trying to struggle about why she actually left and what that means to them now Mm -hmm. yeah and how it'll affect them in Mm -hmm. the future so, I like it. Yeah. I like it. You know, Batman. <laughs> I would say go back and read all of it if you can, but take your time. No yeah. rush. You'll get it. There's ten trades out now. There are ten trades out. The tenth trade came out today. Today. Yeah. And that's actually one of my favorite storylines. It's the the nightmare storyline where it's just like Batman having a bunch of different nightmares. Nightmares. It's great. Okay. Okay, so next we have Ronan Island. Heather, Heather has hers, just to act like it. And this was my favorite issue in the series. It was beautiful. It um, it really, it touches on Hannah and Kenichi. Kenichi, um, a couple, like, kind of formative moments that happened, like, in their childhood that, you know, made them who they are. Um, they are still separated at this point. Uh, Kenichi had run off on his own, I don't to just get away, right? Well, because... I can't remember. Because I think the Shogun... Did he kick him out? I can't remember. Because I basically know that she ended up splitting from him because he didn't agree with the Shogun, but she wanted to still protect... Oh, he wanted to protect the island, and she wanted to protect the people. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. um, Yeah, they are still separated. Um, The Shogun is a... Uh, he's the worst person in the world. Um, but yeah, sh- uh, Hannah is still with him, and they are going to her island um, to take it over. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. And she's basically she realizes that the Shogun is wrong and is trying to recruit her friends, and her friends are like, "But you told us the island treated you mm-hmm. treated you badly," and it just kind of flashes back to all of her interactions on the island and everybody she interacted with and how stuff happened and yeah i love that it's always kenichi yeah and i think i you know that's the the driving force is like i really enjoyed the first story arc because they really showed the dynamic between them and you know how they were so raised in different places but this this new story arc has kind of gone and put these pieces in place where you get that backstory a little more yeah like why this is this way so i think it's I don't know. It's very inter- entertaining. Yeah, it's a really good series. Um, 
I ended up liking it way more than I thought I was going oh, to. Oh, for sure. Because that first issue, I don't know if anyone who watches remembers when we like had talked about it, the ending of it was so weird that we were just like, what the fuck? But it, yeah, it's... It was just definitely an ending you weren't expecting with the book you were reading, and then once you get into it, it makes more sense. Yeah. I love that it's like, it's it has monsters in it, but it's not like a monster story. It's just a story about these two characters growing. Yeah. That's oh, totally. my favorite thing about it. It's just a really well-written story. Yeah, the, I also did not think I would like this book. I think this is one, one I ordered the first one. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you I, were going to just, like, not read it. Yeah. Like, you were going to take it off completely. And then I ended up, yeah, really liking it. Yeah. So. Yeah. You get those curveballs thrown at you sometimes. You never know. You might get surprised. <laughs> Pick up a comic. Try it out. <laughs> this is Powers of Ten. This is issue four. Yes, number yes. four of six. We are... Halfway done now. Just actually a little more than yeah, halfway done. More. We have one, two, four issues left. Yeah, four issues left. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I have no fucking idea. I can't even talk about this one because, like, I have no idea what's going on again. And yeah. like I said, like, earlier, like, I, I read a lot of comics in Secession last Oh, yeah, night, for sure. So I don't know if, like, I just read and didn't absorb or if I just truly don't understand, like, what's going on. Because well, I know it jumped around a lot. Yeah, it definitely jumped. It did the time shifts. Mm-hmm. I think, I honestly, I get, I get that confusion because I read this. I was kind of... I was watching Hip Hop Evolution at the same time, so of course you know, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to educate myself as well as read comics at the same time. I, yeah, it, it was I actually all Chris's fault. But the first two parts of it, so I understood the Powers Zero, was that yeah. the first part? Yeah. And then... Year One. Year One, and then I understood the middle part. With uh, Cypher. Cypher. So the first part is Year One, and Magneto and Xavier meet up with Sinister, you get some sinister secrets in there, and obviously, I think Sinister's up to something that Xavier and Magneto do not know about. Oh yeah, that's why he keeps like killing the other ones. Yeah, there so is a deeper, darker plan, and I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and I'm very excited to see what that is. Though I wish I knew. The thing with this book is they threw in like the timeline thing, so now it's like, well, what fucking timeline are they? <laughs> yeah, and that's where I keep getting confused too, because I keep forgetting that there's like so many different fucking timelines. Like, and so like I try to like blank that out when I'm reading these yeah. books, and just like at least with like these sorts of ones, because when they split up, I'm just like, all right, just focus on the fact that they're this is the year, and then the next, you know, the next one. So this one, sinister year ten is Cypher and Xavier takes Cypher to Krakoa and you learn the origins of Krakoa and how it came to be and how it became basically two different beings. And Xavier asks Cypher how long it would take him to create a language and he's like, a year, maybe? And that's if I'm really bad at it. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's like, all right, peace out, and just flies away. And And leaves Cypher alone. Yeah, and then the third part is year 1,000, 100? the big jump year 1000 1000 and this is nonsense to me yeah this is the the phalanx i i don't understand this at all yeah and that's that's the biggest problem right because i don't understand any of this phalanx and like information so i need an adult we should call joe patrick or something and be like explain this to me like i'm a third grader yeah we should actually that's a really good idea um 
Dr. Patrick, here we come. <laughs> we need you. Yes. We need you and your nerd knowledge and your better podcast. <laughs> all right. That's everything. <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's it for the week. Yep. We've read all of our comics. We did all of the things. I, there's so many books this week. Yeah, I don't. Have. I don't want to. I don't know what to tell people to read. Read them all. Go read all of the comics you possibly can. Oh yeah, there isn't just one thing that I would recommend. Like I, I got a pretty good week. I had some pretty good comics. Yeah, I'm. I'm very sold on my week, which mm-hmm. is why I read comics. Yeah. But with this, remember to you know pre-order comics, support your local comic book shop, support your floppies, support everybody who writes comics, draws comics, colors comics, letters comics. All the comics. Look, here's something you can do for free. Share their stuff online. Yeah, exactly. That is the easiest way to do it, and please do. Yes. If you love someone, support them. <laughs> like us. Yes. All right, support we love us. you. Okay, bye. Support us. Support us. Support us. Support us like a bra. Support us like a bra.